Hello and welcome. You are listening to Stuff You Should Know About Therapy. We are the number one podcast for seekers of mental health. We offer roughly quarter hour bites of therapy that you can finish in one sitting and take with you for the rest of the day. My name is Matthew and I'm a marriage and family therapist as well as a certified family life educator. The most valuable thing in our lives is attention. And I thank you for giving me yours for this podcast. I hope it serves you well. Let's get in to today's episode. When someone calls us selfish, how does that make us feel? For me, I immediately feel bad. I think we all want to be selfless. And that is definitely an understandable thing. The thing that makes us such a successful species is the fact that we can build trust through selfless acts and work together in incredibly constructive ways. However, like all things in life, there is a dark side to this urge and it usually manifests as using selflessness as an excuse to not face our own problems head on. I have a client who volunteers at the local soup kitchen. She is the type of person who all of her friends know that they can call, and they do often. She is always giving of her time and energy to others. And privately, she was incredibly anxious. One of my very first questions to her when we first met was this, is your room clean? It is so much easier to see the faults in others and to see the faults in ourselves. This can mean that helping becomes so rewarding and addicting that we decide to never bother with the more difficult task of cleaning our own room. Looking at our own problems can be terrifying. What seems manageable in others may seem unfixable in ourselves. But before we can save the world, we have to clean our own rooms first. Over time, however, we can learn to extend the same compassion to ourselves that we extend to other people. My client is making headway by allowing herself to spend more time with herself. For her, this looks like this. Turning her phone off at night and not turning it back on immediately in the morning. And instead, she uses this time to reflect. In her case, by journaling 
and doing some meditation. At first, it felt incredibly self-indulgent to her. Selfish, as we tend to feel. Things finally started to stick when she noticed that she was a much better friend and volunteer when she was not always battling with her anxiety. Though she had slightly less time to give, the time she did give was much more effective. That is the cost of being out of balance in life. The thing that we are sacrificing balance for tends to become more and more difficult to do well. For my client, the answer was to spend more time on herself, to remind her that being selfish is not necessarily a bad thing. On the other hand, I had a client who was the exact opposite as the one previously mentioned. He spent almost all of his time alone and reflecting. My advice to him was to go out of his comfort zone and volunteer. Call a friend. We all have our own different needs. But the central fact that remains is this. If we don't realize our own personal needs first as a top priority, then we are actively harming all the people we interact with on a daily basis, even in subtle and unconscious ways. When we are anxious and out of sorts, people pick up on it, if only subconsciously. For a lot of people, saying no is incredibly difficult. A lot of times, this is because we have not decided what is important to us. In an anxious fit to people please the person standing in front of us or the person on the other line of the phone, we will say yes to almost anything. Later, when we are doing the thing we wished we had said no to, we wonder to ourselves, why am I even doing this? Knowing that is important to us, and finding a criteria from which to answer invitations in life is a bit of a selfish act. It takes a lot of self-reflection and self-care to know what those criteria are. When we finally do say no, it's usually in the form of, I'm too busy, which we tend to translate as, I'm not prioritizing that, so no. Well, this is a fine answer. If we are more thoughtful, we can respect the person 
who invites us to do the things and be a little more truthful with them. People tend to respond very positively to high-quality no's. By high-quality, I simply mean from a place of respect, honesty, and dignity to the person we are speaking to. This is also referred to as setting healthy and appropriate boundaries. This cannot be achieved unless we truly know who we are and what we are about. When we feel confident in who we are, we can often say no, thank you for the offer. And if there are any follow-ups, we are more than happy to answer those questions. Life is not a race and is certainly not meant to go from one urgent task to another. Or at least it doesn't have to be. If we find ourselves in situations like this, it can be really easy to think that it is because of the outside world. The truth is, we create the busyness in our lives by simply tolerating it until it gets out of hand. We feel the urge to please everyone as quickly as possible because we are afraid of disappointing the people in our lives. That's okay. We are social creatures and it is completely normal to want to make others happy. This means that we are caring people. But just because it comes from a good place doesn't mean that it is making our lives better, however. We have to remind ourselves that we can take our time. We can say no. We can get to the next project when we have a moment. We can turn off our phones for the night. We can answer that email tomorrow. If we always prioritize what is urgent over what is important, then we will create a life that is a never-ending rat race. If we always accept being rushed, then people will feel emboldened to rush us even more and rush us again the next time. Set a boundary. Kids love boundaries, and so do adults. When people know where our boundaries are, they respect us even more. And we will feel our lives filling up with what is important and not what is urgent. I'm going to end with a quote that I've shared before. 
but one that I feel is extremely important by Brene Brown. She says the following, Very early on in my work, I had discovered that the most compassionate people I interviewed also had the most well-defined and well-respected boundaries. It surprised me at the time, but now I get it. They assume that other people are doing the best they can, but they also ask for what they need, and they don't put up with a lot of crap. Compassionate people ask for what they need. They say no when they need to, and when they say yes, they mean it. They're compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. So, what does prioritizing self-care look like? The answer to that is simple. It's up to you. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Where we put our attention is what our lives are made of. And I thank you for letting me be a part of your life today. If any of this was helpful to you, please share it with someone you love. If you have a moment, please leave a review. Anything you can write down about the podcast would mean the world to me. I don't know about you, but I always check the reviews before I start a new podcast. So if you think someone would like this, please help them out by writing a review. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I hope you take something from this episode and it makes your life a little brighter.